Hey everybody, you're listening to the PlayStation Report, a podcast about video games and PlayStation. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler. How you doing, buddy? I'm okay, my belly's nice and full. Yeah. We went to that Eastern Palace. I had to pay off a, off a bet that we made. Yeah. And I lost. <laughs> Damn you, Cyberpunk. Come out this year. Uh, Not happening. At one point in time, we just didn't know. You might have been correct. Yeah. Because the rumors were they were targeting 2019, but just yeah. wasn't going to make it. Uh, yes. Place is very good, though. They give you so much food. Yeah. Oh, like, my God. Got some sushi. We got some... Uh, I got some Thai fried rice, which was delicious. I got some Burmese curry. Yeah. Yeah, it's some good stuff, good food. Like half of a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like, it was a massive amount of food they gave me. Yeah. I love their rice, man. Their rice is like nice and fluffy. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's del- just absolutely delicious. Somehow you've gone however many years of your life without ever having a Philly roll. Uh, yeah. Finally expanding beyond whatever sushi you had before. Yeah, never had sushi with the fish in it. The raw fish. It's not... It, I, I don't know why. Whatever. I don't know why you haven't. It's just... It's okay. the thing, man. It's the bomb diggity. Yeah, it was the bomb diggity. Uh, yeah, they do some pretty good sushi like up there. Yeah. It's presented very well. Yeah. Just a great place. I like it a lot. Uh, If you you can't tell, there isn't really much going on this week. Uh, Not much news. Nothing really exciting popping out. Uh, I just started my new night job, and that's got me tuckered out because adjusting to a new sleep schedule. Turns out when you switch to working at night, it really screws with you. Yeah. I could imagine. Yeah. Uh, but it's also like it's very hot out right now. I think today was like ninety three degrees or something. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's going to be in ninety three. It's it's very hot outside. It's nice and sunny, which is cool. But damn, yeah. Oh, which is Summer. a perfect excuse to stay inside and play video games. Absolutely. Tyler, have you been playing any video games? I've been playing some stuff. Uh, I'll save the biggest one, I guess, for last. You and I played a little Destiny 2 last night. Yes. I uh, just did some Crucible, which was fun to get back into. I'm just feeling that itch with Destiny now. You know, they've been making a lot of good changes. The game feels good to play. Yeah. Um, and I'm just kind of on the verge of finishing a lot of quests, so I just need to spend some time and just bang a lot of that stuff out. But yep. You are almost at the, at the level cap. Yeah, so it turns out I played a lot of uh, Destiny 2 during the Iron Banner event. Um, I got my power level up pretty high. I'm, I think I'm at like 745. Wow. Uh, I might be at 746. I haven't put on all my most powerful stuff reason that I just got. But uh, yeah, I was going to play some more today, but they had server maintenance during the hours I would be playing since I'm working nights now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Destiny's just great. We I really want to run 
menageries with people. Yeah. Because I haven't done any uh, with any of you guys. So we definitely got to get back on that train. It's such a good game. Yeah, there, there are a Very few things I'd like stuff. to do in the menagerie. A few uh, recipes to complete to get the new weapons and armor and stuff like that. Yeah. The other thing that I played, I uh, played some Division 2. Yeah. Jumped back into that um, when you had to leave for work. And, man, that game is... That, that game's endgame. Way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, so I finished the game a few weeks ago and got to the end game, got a specialization, but then just kind of stopped playing. Um, and I'm like, ah, I'd get back to it when, whenever I can. But uh, now I'm kind of, I was at the point last night where I was like, I really don't want to stop playing. Like I was feeling just that, that grind and that loop. And I can see why people are really digging the end game of the division two. Um, basically the whole map resets you get invaded by a totally different group of enemies and they are definitely different their tactics are different they send different enemies they use different or different enemy types mm-hmm. at you they use different weapons and it really kind of freshens the game up a lot more than i thought it was going to um the sh- the streets of dc a little bit more chaotic it's a little harder to get from place to place which you know, I, I've said my piece about the Division 2's open world. I don't really think it's that great, but at least it's a little bit more action-packed from one end to the other. But then it also just takes longer to get wherever you want, which can be kind of a double-edged thing of like, cool, there's more stuff to shoot, but it's a little, little annoying sometimes. Um, missions overall, too, they're just they're harder. They take longer. They do change them up, which is cool. What I'm, I'm curious on is we're in – there's five – tiers to the end game we're in the first one about two i think we only have a few more missions but i think we're almost at the like gear score level to get to world tier two but um i'm curious you know when you're in world tier two or three and you're doing these missions again or do they still change that i'm curious on but uh yeah so you get four specializations you can dive into you can change them whenever you want um but i chose the survivalist and basically with every one of these specializations you get a really op weapon so i get this crossbow and this crossbow will stick to enemies and then just go kaboom and it is incredibly satisfying to just nail dudes left and right and uh see them start to freak out and then it blows up it's really good uh but our buddy sam he i forget the exact specialization but he gets a sniper rifle literally takes down bosses in one hit wow it's that like fucking broken (laughs) we had a boss just kind of just spawn in right at the end he's sitting all the way in the back just pops out a sniper rifle bam one headshot and he's down we're like okay <laughs> like that wasn't that much of a fight uh so yeah th- that, that stuff it's fun it gives you this weird power fantasy um with the game and yeah <clears throat> i wish it had the gear score like the whole time like it just makes the game so much more enjoyable and and the grind isn't as bad at least initially right now it's not as bad as say in destiny 2 where you like i played the game for 
an hour last night and I didn't even go up anything, even though I did get some powerful gear out of it. Um, you know, I played the division two for, you know, an hour and a half, two hours and went up like 40 points Mm. in my gear score. So actually a little bit more than that. Um, so at least the grind's not too bad so far and just constantly getting a lot of cool stuff. It's good. I really want to play a lot more of it. But I guess the thing that holds me back with it is, <clears throat> like in Destiny 2, uh, there's some high-end content that, and I'm not talking about just the raid, like the raid's the peak, but there's some higher-end, harder stuff that is very enjoyable to play, whereas in the Division 2, I'm not really sure what that is, besides, you know, the missions get a little bit harder sort of stuff, like, I'm never going to play the raid in the Division 2. Yeah. It's just a thing that's not going to happen. So, like, what is that thing that's getting me there it's not like i'm chasing some really cool weapons i'm just enjoying the grind of constantly seeing those numbers go up yeah and getting a little bit more powerful sort of thing i don't know we'll see i'm gonna i'm gonna play a lot more of it but uh i'd say my appreciation for the division two went up way more than where it was at last night okay you know starting to dive into that end game and then I'm trying to think if I played anything else. Oh, uh, knocked out a massive chunk of Assassin's Creed's Odyssey's second Fate of Atlantis DLC. I think I'm almost done with it. I, I feel like I'm getting towards the end. Um, enjoying a lot of those quests. A lot of the story is just way better than I thought it was going to be going in a lot of very unexpected directions, which I'm very much enjoying. Uh, got into some pretty epic boss fights, got some really cool gear. I'm just, I'm digging it. It's a really good DLC. So I think I only have a few more quests left, so I'll probably try to finish that this weekend at some point. If Aren't you glad there's not another Assassin's Creed coming oh, this year? Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I, I, it was, it's a very smart decision for Ubisoft not to put one out this year yeah. because just the, I mean, just the amount of content probably in these three episodes that they're going to put out is like just enough for a whole nother game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've probably gotten a solid 10 to 12 hours out of just these two DLC episodes. And that doesn't count the other DLC quest line that had three episodes by itself and then the whole base game that has hundreds of hours. It's, it's yeah. crazy how much content's in this game. Yeah, it's it's pretty great too, like the, the the plan for this because otherwise you're starting over. Like if you release another Assassin's Creed, if you don't support a game support Odyssey like this, you're starting over another game with a new character and everything. But right. this way you get to st- stick around with the same character that you've grown to like yeah. for a longer time, and you're still getting just as much content out there. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I'll take a new Assassin's Creed every two or three years if they support the game like this. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a smart thing because it's going to keep players engaged. You're going to sell a lot of the DLC, and and it's going to be a game that's going to kind of consistently sell a lot. Um, just makes sense. Now, the amount of content, especially when you start, can be incredibly overwhelming. I'll say that. And and not all of it is amazing. Um, but but it, it, there is a lot of stuff. You definitely get some bang for your buck. I think I'm closing in on 80 hours in this one so far. Um, and then the last thing that I played was some Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel, baby. That's not the last thing, but go ahead. 
you're not talking about the big menacing man oh right okay yeah we'll, we'll talk about that then yes how did i forget about that um yeah so crash team racing nitro fueled's finally out the remake of crash team racing i would say for a long time if you asked me what's your favorite video game it was crash team racing i mean as a kid that this was there is no game that defines like my childhood of playing games more than this one so it's really amazing to come back to it um i feel at first i'm like man i feel like i kind of lost my touch a little bit because you know i haven't played crash team racing in so long uh and then i've also just played a lot of mario kart 8 since that's been like the dominant kart racer and uh Mario Kart 8 is such an easier game to play than Grassy Racing. It's an absolutely a game. It's a kart racer of skill. Uh, I'm not saying Mario Kart 8, uh, you can be skillful at that game, but there's also a lot more. Like, if you fall back in the pack, you can get up there a lot easier through the, the help of other items. Um, there are items in Crash Team Racing that'll help you, but you gotta be good at the game <laughs> yeah and there's some very demanding tracks some extremely tricky corners and uh yeah i mean i, I feel i feel the groove kind of coming back to me uh just through playing in uh adventure mode so in adventure mode you can either play as the you can either do the classic mode from the playstation one original or uh just with basically new graphics or um you can do nitro field mode so you get to you can choose a different character you can choose a difficulty there's three difficulties you can choose you can uh kind of customize it a little bit more uh, i went with classic mode because i yeah. just wanted that that old school experience again uh it's it, i mean it's fun I, I love doing all the races uh you can probably beat this game very quickly if you were just going race to race to race um but, you know, the, the, the fun is getting all the other stuff. So the CTR tokens. So uh, there's C, T, and R on the track. And you have to find them. And sometimes they're in hidden locations. There might be in shortcuts that you got to you gotta discover. Uh, and you got to get all three of those and win the race. Uh, so that that is always fun to do. Uh, there's time time trials basically getting getting relics there's uh some crystal challenges where you have to get all the crystals in this like battle arena sort of thing um that stuff's fun i, I think the adventure mode is great and the adventure mode to me is what makes crash team racing great and i mean i, I love the gameplay but the adventure mode just mario kart has nothing like it like in mario kart you just go do all the cups and that's cool but in crash team racing you, you there's there's sort of a story to it there's boss fights there's all those challenges that i talked to you about uh there's there's the cups later on down the line like there's so much more to it there's these little kind of sections of the map that you get to explore and it's neat I like so, it. so what you're telling me is that uh crash team racing was the precursor to forza horizon <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe in a, in a in a light sense i guess because there's different distinct sections they're all tied together and yeah one could maybe say that um the so the one thing with this game is this game is published by activision so it has to have recurring spending in some of some kind 
Yeah, so there is microtransactions. They call it the pit stop. And you can go buy skins or stickers or different paint schemes for your carts. Not At least so far, nothing game-breaking. And I'm not sure if there's like a loot box sort of thing in there, but I was like really so the one thing they did add is like if every race you complete you basically get something whether that's a a different skin or sticker or whatever and you also get currency so you could use this currency to buy stuff in in that store but i don't know it doesn't hurt the game but it still feels slightly slimy it's like i mean what they it, do it, with it's a it's a gentle reminder of uh who's publishing this game absolutely absolutely you know and it and it's not as egregious or you know as bad but like activision really got their their paws all over modern warfare remastered with all the microtransactions and different weapons and all sorts of stuff they added to that game and it just kind of started to feel a little gross so that stuff sucks. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. There's online multiplayer, I think, for the first time. Obviously, for the first time, no mul- online multiplayer in PlayStation 1, but uh, still the local four-player you can do. Um, and then they also added all a lot of uh, Nitro Kart content, a lot of tracks and characters from those games. So I haven't played that yet, mm. any of that stuff, but... How much? I, I forget how much. How much are they selling this for? Forty dollars. Okay. Yeah. So it's not not full price. Um, but I do think you're you're getting a pretty solid amount of content for forty bucks, and the game looks fucking beautiful. I mean, yeah. they've done an absolutely amazing job recreating the tracks. The feel still feels the same, and then also like they didn't change the tracks. Basically, they just gave them a visual overhaul. So like all the little bumps and jumps that I re- I remember uh, from the PlayStation One original, all that stuff's still there. It's awesome. Speaking of bumps and jumps. Yeah. Let's get into our Resident <laughs> Evil 2 remake. Uh, we, we played a little bit more uh, last week after recording the podcast, and we ran into one very scary gentleman. Uh, His name, Mr. X. Yes. Dude, I, I am dreading going back to that game because of him. Yes. And also because of where we're at. Yeah. Like, we, we our situation to, is pretty dire. Yeah, we don't have a lot of health. We don't have a lot of ammo. <clears throat> Mr. X is hunting us. There are liquors going, <laughs> er, like, dropping from the ceiling everywhere. And, yeah, uh, and, we, and we have to find these gear pieces. And then, <clears throat> yeah. We, he is a horrifying individual. Yes. I mean, yeah, that one puzzle in the library where we had to do basically a loop around. Yeah. God, that was frustrating. Yes. But, no, and uh, <laughs> and that one time where I was like, God damn it, Mr. X better not be here. Yep. Of course he was there and he forced me to take this long ass route to get around him back into the main hall. Yep. Where in retrospect, I should have probably tried to slip by him, but it was just... He's a big dude, and you don't want to fuck with him. <laughs> right. Uh, I yeah. hate this game, <laughs> but I absolutely love it at the same time. Yeah. It's definitely one of my favorite games of the year so far, and we're not even done with it. But, man, do I just kind of... 
just because the game has that tension and that kind of creepiness and you know you're not in a good situation you're gonna have to figure your way out it's very thrilling to do but you don't really look forward to booting that game up (laughs) just knowing what you got to do and what you got to go through what you want to boot it up because you want to see what's next Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's it's thrilling yeah yeah i i'm having fun with it but man like there's just so much stress going on right now because you've got so many things to worry about like yeah I feel like right now, because they're, they're one of those gears in the uh, clock tower, but we have to find other gears to start moving equipment around to actually get to it. Yeah. God, there's so much to keep track of. There are, like, items that we could get if we solved a few puzzles, but there are zombies everywhere. And I know. Shit. It makes it I feel like there difficult. are just way too many zombies. I know. And not, not enough ammo a... to deal with it all. Yeah, especially down a lot of those hallways it is such a bitch to get around them too yeah i'm i'm very bad at that <laughs> getting around them yeah. yeah it's a it's a great game though <sighs> looking forward to playing more sure <laughs> yeah oh my god i don't know yeah we're we're a little over three hours in i guess mm-hmm. at least that's what our clock says so I've heard a playthrough takes about eight hours. Okay. So, imagine, almost halfway there. Yeah, imagine if we play some tonight, we'll we'll be over halfway probably. Cool. That's all I've played. What about you? You play anything uh, else? So, I, I'm I'm doing this purely as an investigation. I have not switched teams here. Not that there are teams, <laughs> but I hopped on that Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. I played a few games that are also available on PlayStation. Uh, first of which, Slay the Spire, and I have played a lot of Slay the Spire. It's a okay. It's a rogue-like game um, where you uh, you pick one of three characters, and each has like different cards that are available in their in the pool of cards for their deck. Um, and yeah, you go like you take a you pick pathways, uh, fight monsters, go to question mark rooms and all that stuff, and eventually get to a boss at the end of the stage. Um, but yeah, I, I'm having a ton of fun with it. Uh, it's maybe my favorite game of of this genre, at least this deck building genre. Wow. Um, yeah, it's. It's fantastic. I, there are so many different builds you can do with it. It is very, uh, very much like other games in this genre, like uh, Binding of Isaac, with like th- just the kind of items that you come across that uh, help affect the way you want to build your deck. Like, I my longest run was um, I got these relics, which are items that you can get throughout uh, your runs. And the relic was one that, like, helped me boost my strength. So I had a strength-based deck where I had these cards that would scale better against... Scale better with the strength stat. And then, yeah, there's there's just so many different ways you can play it. It's so much fun. I've done, like, ten runs with it, and each run takes... uh, It can last a long time if you can get past... Uh, get past all these stages I got to uh, the third stage boss and it did a dirty trick on me where I took down 
all the boss's HP, and then it boosted back up. It pulled some yeah. hit points out of its ass. Damn. And it's and so the way this game works is that you know, well, unless you have certain relics that hide it, you know what the uh, bo- the enemies are going to do for the next round. They'll either like it'll be like they'll attack for this much damage this many times, or they're planning to guard, or they're planning to uh, buff or stuff like that so you know the information ahead of time so it's there's kind of like a puzzle to it as well trying to figure out the best way to optimize doing damage and not getting hit for as much yeah so yeah i i think it's a pretty awesome game and something y'all should check out uh it's been in early access for a long time on pc i think it just released this year on consoles and it's 1.0 release so yeah i had a lot of fun with that um uh, Void Bastards isn't available on PlayStation. I'm not sure if it ever will be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I, I've I did a few runs of that. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I I'm not as good at uh well. I'm just not as sharp at sh- as at uh, shooters on PC with the mouse and keyboard. Uh, but I'm I think it does some interesting things. I don't know yet. Like it, I don't. I don't think I've played enough to really get a handle on all the systems in it. Mm-hmm. And then CrossCode, which I think released last year. <clears throat> I want to say it released last year, but uh, that's also on Game Pass, and I've been playing it. Basically, you're you are an avatar in an MMO. Okay. But it's a single player game. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. It's got some cool story stuff. Again, I've only played about like two hours of it, so... What's the gameplay of it? Um, so it's like a top-down uh, action game. Like, okay. kind of like Diablo. Okay. Um, yeah, it's... If you've got certain skill things you can do, uh, there's a dodge. There, Yeah, it's, it's an action game like that. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I'm having fun with that, too. Uh... Yeah. Sony really needs something like it. Yeah, absolutely. And I know there's PlayStation now. I get that. But to me it's it's they're very much different. Yeah, I mean with PlayStation now it's it's only streaming as far as I know. Right. Um and it's a little bit more pricey and I think they have been putting PS4 games on there but yeah, they have a, I I think the PS Now library is larger. Yeah. It's just that like it's not as high quality experience because with Xbox Game Pass, uh, you can download the games locally and yeah. run them off your device, and Definitely. it's it's pretty easy to work Definitely. with. And I love how uh, games have been launching into Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I think it's incredibly smart for yeah. some of these games to do because a game like like maybe Void Bastards or Slay the Spire, like selling it sure i'm sure it would get some sales because they've gotten good buzz good reviews and stuff but you know just that ease of access and then the price just makes game pass so you just need something like it yeah absolutely and i think next generation i I can see them maybe tailoring playstation now a little bit more having a different option where they have a library of x number of games uh 
I think it would, it's a smart thing to do. Yeah, like, even if PlayStation Now just let me, like, I, I understand why they don't do it because of compatibility things, like, P, they don't have PS3 backwards compatibility, but right. if the PlayStation 5 does have backwards compatibility, they already can, they pretty much confirm PlayStation 4 games will run on it. Yeah. If they can go back further, maybe get PS3 running on it, and then allow you to download your PlayStation Now library locally. Yeah. And just play it from there. That, that would, would be, be huge. That would be the thing that would sell me on that, on the PlayStation Now service. Yeah. Because overall, I mean, if you do factor in PS3 and PS4 games, I mean, the PlayStation Now library probably overall is better. But yeah, just the local, you know, being able to download locally and in a little bit cheaper price, I think makes Game Pass a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's easier to go with that. Yeah, but that that was my investigation into Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, I have a few <laughs> other things I'm downloading there, but... I, I've downloaded a few things on there that are on playstation or probably will become in playstation soon like i download life is strange 2 need to hop on that void bastards and uh, i really want to try i don't think it's on playstation right now i could see it definitely coming to playstation uh the outer wilds heard a lot about that one yeah um and i'm is that on that's on game pass it's on game pass it, it might, might only be on i the think xbox it's only, i think it's only on the xbox game yeah. pass but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying that one. Huh. I'm just looking it up right now. Uh, yeah, not currently on PlayStation. Okay. Hmm. And, and you know, Microsoft putting their first party titles on there is incredibly smart. You know, gear, you know, they're going to get a massive, massive pop when Gears 5 launches. Yeah. With Game Pass subscriptions, no doubt. And definitely, damn it, computer just restarted. Um, and absolutely, like, next year with Halo Infinite, like, that's going to be huge for them in terms of that. And I think it would be smart for Sony to kind of do the same thing. It might be hard, you know, because... God of War and Spider-Man sold incredibly well. You know, their games still sell very well. Microsoft do, does, they sell well too. But, those subscriptions, you can make a lot of money off of subscriptions. Everybody's trying to chase subscriptions. You know what I mean? In just about every single entertainment medium. There's too many of them. Pisses me off, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, I have been playing some other things too, such as, uh, Gran Turismo Sport. Yeah. I, I'm i putting down some hot laps, Tyler. Ooh. I'm not sure you could keep up. Oh. At least right. while I'm on the wheel right now. All right. I I am blazing. <laughs> it is. It's fantastic. I, I'm, I'm getting so much better racing with the wheel now and racing without assists. Uh, just getting a feel for it. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I should bring my wheel over here sometime and let you play around with it, see if you sure. like it. Yeah, because it'd be interesting. Man, it is so much fun to to race that way. I I want to get F one twenty nineteen, but I I I can't afford to be spending money on a shit ton of games right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, man 
trying to think what else I've got. I I think that's pretty much everything. I I mean I I've done more Monster Hunter World. Um, did you play the? I Iceborne did the beta. beta. I did the Iceborne beta. How's that? Uh, it's fun. The new area looks amazing. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's visually stunning. I love it. Um, the monsters are pretty cool. Um, yeah, I I hunted the Banbaro. Which is basically like it's got these. It's got it's basically a T Rex with a elk head and big antlers. <laughs> and that nice. motherfucker charges you and like brings down a tree and charges you with a tree in its antlers and stuff. And uh-huh. oh my god, yeah, I hunted that and then I tried the T Rex or Tigrex. It's god. That thing is a motherfucker. I hate it. I hate it so much. I can't wait to go in with with my own gear and just fuck that thing up. Because they do give you gear because it's a beta. You can't bring in your character from Monster Hunter World, uh, which is a bummer. I wish you could just do that. But, yeah, I, I just felt I felt underpowered with the gear they gave me. Because gotcha. I, I got used to the gear that I have now, which protects me from a lot of the stuff that I was getting mm-hmm. hurt by. Uh, yeah, I, I did I did not manage to uh, beat that T-Rex. It's god awful. <laughs> it's like it's like one of those big flying uh monsters, you know how the the, the Rathian and the Rathalos. It looks like those right. except for the head. Yeah. The head looks like a T-Rex head. Oh god. So it, it's a really ugly motherfucker. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, but yeah, I I'm I'm looking forward to that that September. God, there's so much coming up. Yeah. And I don't have enough money for it right now. <laughs> I need to get a I need to get a full time job somewhere. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, it's a lot. But, you know there's a lot of games out there that, you know if you're in that situation, um, or you just don't really buy a lot of games, I mean games like Monster Hunter or Destiny or a solution like Game Pass, like there's there's some games out there that'll give you your bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. Or, or Game Pass will, you know, is a cheap way to be able to play a lot of really great games. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cool. That side of things. Mm-hmm. Although, games as a service, not great for everything, but... No, it isn't. <laughs> ah, all right. Let's get into... Woohoo! the very light news week we have because we're going to talk about the we're going to talk about the US government right now. Yeah. Um and the Trump administration uh, earlier this month uh proposed new tariffs for video game consoles and it's not good. No. And it's so not good that Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft have decided to come together to issue a joint letter yeah. addressing the problems. Uh, reading from the Game Informer article here where they pulled out a little excerpt from the letter that basically summarizes uh, their intention here. Uh, While we appreciate the administration's efforts to protect U.S. intellectual property and preserve U.S. high-tech leadership, the disproportionate harm caused by these tariffs to U.S. consumers and business will undermine, not advance, these goals. 
Accordingly, we respectfully request that the administration remove HTSUS subheading 9504.5 blah, 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 covering video game consoles from the final list of tariffs and thus refrain from applying tariffs on these products. So, yeah, um, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't necessarily understand is that when a government in- uh, institutes tariffs on imports like video game consoles or any other product, that price is p- actually passed on to the consumer. Yep. It's not something that's actually hurting whoever is sh- bringing the console into your country. It's hurting the consumer on the end. And I guess in turn, maybe in the end effect does hurt uh, whoever's importing it because they'll sell less. But that's because people can't afford it anymore. Right. And because video game consoles are largely made, their components and our assembly largely happens in China, which... For some reason, Trump thinks that there should be a trade war between the U.S. and China. I'm not going to get into that. No. Uh, but that that's the driving factor as to why, like, this shit is happening. And it's not good for uh, not good for the video game industry, not good for a lot of industries, actually. No, um, no it, it, it definitely sucks. Uh <laughs> And it's a thing that's just kind of been escalating, like more and more. It's like the tariffs keep getting more, larger and larger, and it just kind of stings. But uh, I, I think what'll be interesting is this could really affect next generation consoles. I mean, it could affect consoles now uh, as well, potentially. But those next gen systems, they already sound beefy. They're probably already going to be expensive if now there's this this tariff and it's a little bit more expensive to get them made and then imported into the United States that'll then be passed on to us as the consumers and they could increase this yeah we'll have a 600 we'll have a $600 PlayStation 5 you can get a second job yeah exactly then all they'll all be saying that it will just be Sony Microsoft will be like Gotta get a second job, sorry. <laughs> I mean, you could get a second job or you could vote people in office who don't imp- implement these tariffs. I yeah. mean, you have a choice there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it does suck for the entertainment business, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I wonder if, if the government will do that and i don't know if they'll want to do that because maybe then maybe some other industries will be like hey what about us but i'm sure they're lobbying as well yeah i i don't have much confidence for very obvious reasons as to like yeah and it makes sense why but it is always it's fascinating as of late to see some of these partnerships Hmm. you know yeah Because Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft don't come together for really anything at all. Um, obviously, this affects all three of them, so it makes sense. And them, you know, jointly maybe speaks a little bit louder than them individually because they're all pretty large tech companies. But yeah, we'll see where this goes because it could have some effects. Terrace Plus. Uh, the end of net neutrality yeah can be very yeah. big uh kind of government political things that could very very much affect video games moving forward 
yeah, I'm just... I am angry a lot of the time when I look at the news. And uh, when it comes to video games, it doesn't really change anymore because... We could just talk about Dr. Disrespect. Yeah. Be here all night. Let's not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, instead, let's talk about some things that make our head make us scratch our heads a little bit. Uh, so, PUBG Corp is working on a new video game in the PUBG universe, which I wasn't entirely sure was a thing because PUBG seemed like a very bland. Yo, you're just a dude dropping onto this island with guns to yeah, shoot other people. Exactly. But apparently, according to this tweet from uh, Glenn. Sh- Schofield. Schofield. Yep. Uh, the only thing I can say now is that I'm not working on a sequel to PUBG, but an original narrative in the PUBG universe, which <laughs> makes me say the words, what the fuck? Yes. So he was, Glenn Schofield was a co-founder of Sledgehammer, him and Michael Condry, I believe. They left Sledgehammer a few years ago. And uh, this is where Glenn Schofield has went. Actually, I think he went... Ooh. One of them went to Activision and worked at Activision, the publisher, for a little while, and then they left, and it might be Glenn, who's now the CEO of Striking Distance Studios. Mm. But yeah, the PUBG universe. Man, those PUBG characters are quite something. I love all of them. Yeah. The narrative's so great. Yeah, the, the that, that guy with... The baseball bat and the one with the crowbar, yeah, they're like, ooh, yeah, some real star characters in there. I'm all for them expanding PUBG. Um, you know, I would love to see maybe a more single player grounded thing with it. I don't know if it would work at all in the PUBG universe, but it'd be interesting for sure. Does does this game have Battle Royale in it? I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Probably it's probably gonna keep mm-hmm. that just PUBG. Ah. Yeah, that's and confusing. What is this what is what's the state of PUBG? Uh, I don't know actually. It's been a while I since I've played anything. it. Yeah. Haven't heard too much hmm. about it. I'm not sure what order to do any of this in. Uh, let's see. Well, none of it's that. Yeah, none of it's very big. interesting. Um, apparently, all right, let's just go through some of this quick then. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, we'll have more romance options in The Witcher 3, which basically means, yo, it's not all just straight stuff, which is good like they're expanding on that like it was i guess the character of Geralt you have to be honest to him for those games yep uh but with a blank slate like this you definitely expect them to expand that and they are going to do that yeah which is good also just you know i like those options because it makes everybody's play experience a little bit more of their own and definitely different yeah who you romance might be totally different than who i romance mm-hmm. and how that happens you know that's that that could be an interesting story unto itself yeah which is cool all right um did you romance anyone in witcher 3 
did you did that happen for you yeah okay i mean did it not happen for you no it did <laughs> okay just, i know you can kind of avoid it i guess yeah you can um, um yeah i think the popular one is yennefer but maybe i'm wrong yeah that, that's Yen- a- yennefer's the easiest one i think yeah i think you have to do a lot for trish mm-hmm yeah. Was there any more than that? Uh, well, there was the one side thing with Kira Metz. That's right. Yep. Okay. I did that. And one. then in the DLC, uh, there was one. Yep. Yep. You're right. I did that one too. I think you, you bang on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Geralt bangs in some interesting places in mm. The Witcher. Hmm. I wonder what interesting places you will bang in Cyberpunk. Yeah. I wonder if you can bang on unicorns at all. Mm. A cyber unicorn. Yeah. Some tech sex. God. No. Let's just <laughs> let's just stop right there. Uh, <laughs> There's the title of the episode for you. Let's just stop right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I had closed that one out. Uh, so there might be a new ape escape, I guess. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's asking for this, but sure. I don't Go think ahead anyone's asking for it, but I'll certainly play it. I loved Ape Escape back in the day. Did you play those games? No, PlayStation? not really. They were fun. I mean, I think I played a demo of an Ape Escape game <laughs> somewhere. I don't know how well they play in 2019 because uh, they were pretty simple, but they were they were a lot of fun to play. I enjoyed them. You just go around catching monkeys and nets. Well, you know there's going to be uh, microtransactions here where you can change the outfits of the apes. and Why not? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> sure. I, uh, yeah, I mean, there is a point, I think, where some of these original PlayStation franchises might not need to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ape Escape is potentially one of them. Um, I mean, they didn't put Ape Escape on the PlayStation Classic, which I think was a mistake. I get it, because those games need an analog six, but still. Um, so, who knows? I, I, I'm very curious if this happens and how well it turns out. I'm curious how well, like, Medieval is received. Or sells, you know. The Crash Crash games obviously sold pretty well. Spyro, I'm sure, sold well. Some of the other ones. But, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. If you want to get bored to tears, you can listen to EA CEOs. I mean, last week they're talking about surprise mechanics. Now, they're, uh, now uh, the CEO is stating that they are committed to Anthem. I'm not sure. They might be the only ones, Andrew Wilson. You might be the only guy who's committed to Anthem right now. Because I know exactly zero people who are still playing this game. Yes. Which is sad. But also, the game bombed. And if if you're going to set up this game as a service and then not really... Not launch it in a state that's acceptable. Not yeah. follow up with updates that make the game 
what you need it to. It's like you, you drop the ball in your launch window and the players leave and they go play other things and they it's hard to bring people back to a game that they had a bad experience with. Yep, absolutely. And then the competition is just there. I mean, Destiny 2 is getting better and better. The Division 2 is great. Monster Hunter is about to launch an expansion. Like, Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to stay committed to something like this and I, I i get they would have rather fixed the game too but then pulling the roadmap and not really having too many updates uh for that i mean it, yeah but the biggest thing was they just bombed out of the gate and andrew wilson says that ip lives for generations and runs in seven to ten year cycles so if i think about anthem on a seven to ten year cycle it may not have had to start many of us wanted including our players i feel like that team is really going to get there with something special and something great because they've demonstrated that they can i think they might get there in a sequel <laughs> I I don't even think then because like who's going to play whatever follows Anthem after what this was like who's going to really look at that and be like yo let's get back in on this Mm -hmm. so you don't think that if I think Anthem is a dead name right now Anthem is I don't it's it's a dead IP yeah you can't attach Anthem to a new game and expect it to have any real power behind it I don't disagree with you, for sure, because I think they they definitely squandered the name of it. Um, But you don't think that if Bioware made an Anthem 2 and it just fucking delivers, you know, and the game gets great reviews out of the gate and has a great roadmap or anything that it wouldn't wouldn't do well? I I don't know. Like, I think after after this it's going to be hard for them to turn it around at all. Like it's yeah. I mean, if I was Bioware and I don't know, cause, cause a lot of the fault for Anthem sounded like it came more from Bioware than EA. So who knows about what I'm about to say, but I would almost just be like, like you got to stick with Anthem. You got to try to make good for some people. Maybe some people come back to it uh, and try try new stuff. Um, now it that stuff is depressing though when a developer you put in a lot of work and put that that patch out and then it's just like eh, no one really shows up for it sort of thing. But I would almost be like Dragon Age Four. We're going back to our roots a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know maybe this live service thing maybe we'll take another crack at it because you know we probably they undoubtedly learned a lot from making anthem but i I feel like you gotta get people back to loving bioware and wanting a bioware game because andromeda didn't do what everyone wanted anthem didn't do that like you, you gotta get back to a little bit to who you are i think um because they're, uh, they're such a different developer now. They really are. And maybe that Bioware that we all once did and gone. Who knows? Maybe mm. maybe they can't get back to that game. Maybe EA you know, will be like, eh, we don't really want... We don't think that'll sell well or whatever. But I don't know. I think it's just something you got to do. Like, I would love if Dragon Age 4 is a little bit more traditional Bioware. Single-player story choices characters romances all that good stuff 
because there's rumors that there's there's it's a little bit more of a live action thing than past Dragon Age titles. Yeah, I don't know about it. it's. I have very little oh, uh, faith in Bioware at the moment. I think uh, both do, for sure. Yeah. Hopefully when they're, they're especially when there are other studios like uh, Obsidian and uh, Larian Studios who are launching excellent RPGs, like it's it's kind of hard to see like where Bioware is going right now because they've moved away from our RPGs and they've made more action games. Yeah. Like. Yeah. 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 I just want to. I just want them to get back to something good. You know, well, and and also I feel like they've been on such a rig, like a rigorous schedule with a lot of these games, and you know, I mean it's been every two or three years that they're launching a game. With Mass Effect, they nailed it. You know, Inquisition was good. Dragon Age games were good too, um, but I, it would be like I think maybe not the EA, but if Bioware took till twenty twenty three to get Dragon Age four out, like, but make it good. I don't know. Could be beneficial overall in the long run for them. Yeah, I, we'll see if they have that much time. I don't, I doubt it. Yeah. Because uh, if they don't nail their next game, I really worry about. Them. They become a support studio. Yeah. For someone else. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, speaking of comebacks that we're gonna have to wait for, Sonic. 2021 that's the big year for sonic fuck yeah um so there there was a leak or not a leak okay so the sonic team head uh takashi izuka okay uh spilled the news that the next mainline sonic the hedgehog game is in development so 2021 we can expect a sonic a mainline sonic game uh, there's a movie coming out next year, but we're going to have to wait two years yeah. for a Sonic game. I think we can assume this is next generation. Oh, yeah, definitely. I doubt that. Mm, wow. The Sonic team has access to next generation specs. Are there dev kits out there? I think so. I would imagine. Huh. I would hope so. So they gave a dev kit to the Sonic team. Yeah. That's an inter- interesting choice. Really show off the power there. Get huh. all that fur. Um, I wonder if they're going to do... Well, let me back up. Do they do a Sonic Mania 2? No. No? Don't do that. People really like that game. <sighs> I could see that, and then I mean they're gonna do the next 3D thing too, and yeah, I don't know. Sonic's so weird to me, man. Mm. I could never get into Sonic. Neither could I. It's just I don't know. It's all about the feel. Speaking of weird things, uh, we've got a weird lineup next month for the PlayStation Plus games on PlayStation Four. <sighs> Two games that I, I'm not entirely sure about. Uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2019 and Horizon Chase Turbo. So we get last year's Konami soccer game. Konami publishes that, right? Yep. 
And then Horizon Chase Turbo, which I'm not sure I know a lot about. I don't. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna open a link and hope it doesn't take me somewhere horrible. Uh, it released last year. Um, I, it looks like some sort of racing game. I don't know, like in the vein of you know um, pole position. It looks like that perspective. Oh. Okay. Interesting, huh? Yeah, not the greatest month. No, definitely for PlayStation Plus, and definitely not a month that shines on the back of the Borderlands Handsome Collection and Sonic Mania. No, huh? All definitely right. not. But not every month's going to be a banger. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Kind of stinks in a way to release a 2019 sports title when 2020s just right around the corner mm-hmm. not that they would give that one away for free but I don't know yeah sports it games are a weird game, thing to offer on that uh, on that service it is because they lose their value so quickly yep you know it's not something like a Borderlands that's always gonna be there and has a lot of bang to it I don't know Ooh. yeah this game looks weird alright Tyler those are old games, though. We got new games coming this week. I guess I'll uh, I'll get us started here at the top. There are too many games coming out this week. I'll just say that oh my already. Fuck. Uh, we've got Akash, Path of the Five on PlayStation 4. As the first elemental girl in the village of Akash has seen in over 200 years, all eyes are on her fast approaching, approaching coming of age ceremony all is not as it seems however as tensions between akash and a nearby human settlement threaten to erupt into an all-out war next up is attack of toy tanks ps4 and vita cross by war is coming whether you're ready for it or not soldier in attack of the toy tanks across this game 60 levels in the main campaign players must take control of the provided vehicle of war and battle it out across different arenas to be the last tank standing just make another twisted metal please someone just make a twisted metal yeah i'm down hmm all right. Okay. Uh, I might be down for this car mechanic simulator. <laughs> Here we go on PlayStation 4. We just did some repairs on my car last weekend. Build and expand your repair service empire in this incredibly detailed and highly realistic simulation game where attention to car detail is astonishing. Find classic, unique cars in the ba- new barn find module and junkyard module. Car Mechanic Simulator also includes car auctions where old cars are available for your collection. Okay. So many simulator games now. Uh, Counterfight 3 on PlayStation VR. This art is terrifying. Let's make pizza and pastas quickly and accurately. Defeat the bad guys and become world famous. Counterfight 3 is a simulation game where the player becomes a chef of a pizza store and provides meals to unique customers who appear one after another. All right. What the fuck? Call me a nitpicky bastard if you want, but why the fuck is a cowboy holding a 1911? He should be holding a revolver. He shouldn't be holding an automatic pistol. Yeah. 
Why right. is he serving me pizza with like toppings terribly distributed? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And what's with this fucking band-aid looking guy in the background? Oh God, I just noticed him. Ugh, God, no, no, no. Let's hey, talk look. about F1 2019, which... Of course, that guy's on the cover. Is F1 2019. <laughs> the game is probably more exciting than the season right now. Yeah. God. F1 2019 challenges you to defeat your rivals in the most ambitious F1 game in Codemasters history. F1 2019 features all the official teams, drivers, and all 21 circuits from the season. This year's series, this year sees the inclusion of F2 with players able to compete in the 2018 season. Cool. These games are great. Yeah, I've heard some good things about this one. Yeah. Although, I would suggest that maybe wait until next year's games because these are all the same circuits from 2018 because there hasn't been a change in the schedule next year there's going to be a new circuit added okay where vietnam really yeah okay that's cool very cool yeah but hey, by all means, if you're interested in the F1 games, this one sounds like a really good one. Mm-hmm. I did not watch France. It was so boring. There was one interesting thing that unfolded throughout the entire race, and that yeah. was uh, that was Lando Norris having troubles with his car's hydraulics. Ooh. I take it Lewis Hamilton won. Yeah. Did he? It was, a one, it was another Mercedes one, too. Oh Hamilton Botas. What the fuck, dude? Why are they so much better than everyone else this year? I don't understand it. I don't know. It, it, it does diminish it. I mean, it's one thing to see a, a driver or a player dominate their sport, but if there's competition. Yeah. Like, there's just not even competition. Yeah, like, in qualifying, they, like, no one's even close to them in qualifying. Like, it's, it's just insane. And then the race pace is just so much better, too. Yeah. Like, we've got an, I think, uh, normally there's a week between, but there's actually another race this weekend in uh, Austria. Okay. And then when someone does beat them, race control takes yeah. that away from mm-hmm. them. <laughs> uh, whatever. It sucks. Uh, Fur Wind on PS4 and Vita. Furwind is a colorful pixel art action platformer game that evokes the challenging classics of the old days. Embark on this epic adventure in which a little fox will fight the ominous darkness that is invading its world. God, I hate this title. I fucking hate this title. On PlayStation 4, we have Irony Curtain from Matryoshka with Love. God, fuck this. Wow. Mm. Iron Curtain from Matryoshka with Love is a satirical point-and-click inspired by the classic adventure games. It smuggles you out of your comfort zone and throws you in the middle of a Cold War spy intrigue where there's an even bigger game being played. Okay. Kid Trip on PS4 and Vita. Cross by. Kid Trip has crashed on a mysterious island is now the local wildlife. Wait. And now the local wildlife is out to ruin his day. Run and jump your way through 20 levels of intense platforming madness in this tough-as-nails platformer. 
Have you got what it takes to help kid trip escape? Oh, we've got a VR game up next. Medusa and her lover on a PlayStation VR. Believe that one day you may gaze upon each other again. The story of Medusa, whose gaze turns all upon whom it falls to stone. And Gaios, her lover. Two players can take on the respective roles of Medusa and Gaios for local co-op play. Also supports a slightly trickier playstyle in which one player takes on both roles. Oh. Monster Jam Steel Titans on PS4. Digital and retail. Real trucks. Real action. Monster Jam. Monster Jam Steel Titans delivers the complete Monster Jam experience from everyone for everyone to enjoy. All the trucks, stunts, stadiums, racing, and massive air in our in one game. Play in various game modes, including stadium and outdoor racing, various stunt challenges, and destruction modes. Great. Just fantastic. I hope you all are happy with yourselves buying these games. <laughs> uh, next is Nekopara Volume 3. Nekopara. 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 The third incarnation of the ever-popular po- Heartful Adventure of Nekopara is here. A whole new story will be told with Maple and Cinnamon as the new main characters. Updates for the console includes an all-new opening movie new opening music, and improved full HD graphics. Paper Dolls Original. PS4. Paper Dolls Original is a first-person horror game with a hint of Asian culture. Explore an eerie ancient Chinese house with caution in search of your missing daughter. Only by conquering fear can you survive. But when you think it's over... The real story begins. I really like how we're talking about you talking like used car salesmen. <laughs> yeah. Next up is Pool Nation FX. Pool Nation is the ultimate pool simulator for PlayStation 4. Prepare yourself for pixel-perfect physics and photorealistic graphics. Play live matches seamlessly online, compete in leagues, and explore our unique rule set customization tool. Pool Nation flawlessly blends reality with the impossible, resulting in the finest example of digital pool ever. Oh boy. Samurai Showdown on PS4, digital and retail. After nearly 10 years out of the spotlight, Samurai Showdown is back with a vengeance. 13 beloved fighters return along with three new to do battle on this legendary stage. Featuring updated graphics, gameplay, and revolutionary new features that learns players' actions to create challenging ghost CPU combatants. Mm. All right, next up is The Sinking City on PlayStation 4. The Sinking City is an adventure and investigation game set in an open world inspired by the universe of H.P. Lovecraft, the master of horror. The half-submerged city of Oakmont is gripped by supernatural forces. You're a private investigator, and you have to uncover the truth of what has possessed the city and the minds of its inhabitants. Next up is Spider-Man Far From Home. On PlayStation VR? Your time to swing through New York like Spider-Man has finally arrived in the 
in breathtaking virtual reality, you'll finally have a chance to scale and swing from the highest towers of Manhattan. Just pick one of four Spider-Man suits and you'll be launched into the clouds. But keep your eyes and ears peeled. A colossal and dangerous enemy is waiting. Okay, so isn't the fucking point of Spider-Man Far From Home is that he isn't in New York? Yes. And yet they decided to put the VR game in New York <laughs> and just label it Yeah, because the movie's coming out soon. Exactly. Uh, okay, whatever. Also, like, I don't know if I want to play Spider-Man swinging around in VR. I mean, it could be cool, but it could make you very sickly, maybe. Maybe. From that motion. I don't know. All right. Next, we have Super Neptunia RPG on PlayStation 4. Neptune, stricken with amnesia, wakes awakes in a mysterious world where 2D reigns supreme. With a little help from her friends, Neptune embarks on a journey to regain her memory, save the world, and 3D games as we know it. Okay. This next game sounds like it's, like, fucking up your alley, maybe. Who knows? Wartech Fighters on PS4. Wartech Fighters, the space action game that combines the spectacular action of Japanese anime with Hollywood blockbusters. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Configure, upgrade, and customize your Wartech and dive into battle to fight back the Z- Zatronian forces and save the galaxy. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and finally, we the revolution on PlayStation 4. We the revolution is a unique game with a singular art style set in the blood-soaked and paranoid world of the French Revolution, where often you could not tell a friend from an enemy. Engage in a mix of genres, blending case building with intrigue crafting and turn-based tactics. Okay, that's a lot of video games. Some might say too many video games. Yeah, hearing uh, mixed things on the Sinking City and Samurai Showdown. Um, what are some other things? I've seen F1 2019 sounds pretty good. That's out of the big things. Curious on some of these smaller ones. Uh, you can watch Pet Cemetery the reboot. 2019 version which is all right you can watch dumbo if you want to get sad i don't i'm not going to watch dumbo don't want to watch dumbo you can also legion has premiered on an uh, fx i think with its third and final season legion is a marvel show oh and it's uh let's see i think the main dude is i think this is an x-men universe Okay. And it is fucking wacky. Like, you would n- never, ever think that it's a Marvel show. I'm pretty sure it is. So, it's really weird. I watched the first season, and I was like, all right. It's a mind-bending sort of thing. Yeah, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Unless you have anything else. No, I mean, I guess... We can just do it quick, since it's a lighter week on some things. Uh, how you feeling about 2019 so far in terms of video games? Uh, We're over halfway through the year now. We're going to be getting fucking swarmed with new stuff soon. 
I, I don't know. I, I'm feeling like there's definitely stuff that I like. I'm not sure if there's anything that I super love that will be like, yo, 2019 was the year. Yeah. Until maybe Doom comes out. Right. November. I haven't played anything this year that has knocked me off my socks. Whereas past, I'm going to say three or four years, there's at least been something in the first half that I'm like, fuck yeah, on. Um, I mean, there's games that I love. I, I mean, for sure, I'm, I'm really enjoying Resident Evil 2. I like The Division 2. Apex Legends is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just been some games that are kind of bummers. Like Kingdom Hearts 3 was a little bit of a bummer to me, personally. Um, you know, honestly, I I will say the highlight of the year so far for me is probably Sekiro. Yeah, I, I Sekiro, love that Sekiro game. is really good. That's a, that's a game this summer and this span of not much coming out that I definitely am going to get back to. Mm-hmm. Um, just going to bang a few more things out first. But yeah, that... I would say for people that have played a lot of Sekiro, that's the game that they probably point to as, like, the game of the year so far. I don't know what my game of the year would be if I had to pick one right now. Honestly, it probably would be between Apex or Resident Evil 2. But I want to finish Resident Evil 2 before I make that maybe a little bit more definitive. Rage 2 is... By God. far the biggest disappointment for I me mean, this year. To be honest, the further away I get from that game, the more I can look at it and be like, fuck, I played that shit. Yeah, I, I totally get where you uh, are coming from. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you've been saying that for a little while now. Days Gone is... Uh, I need to play more Days Gone. Just, I don't have enough to definitively say where that lands. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would land very high if I do enjoy it, but I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Let's see what else. Uh, I, Metro, you enjoyed Metro? Yeah, I, I like Metro a lot. I haven't gone back yet. Uh, I think they're releasing some DLC for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to add another chapter. Uh, I liked Ace Combat 7 quite a bit. Uh, I just haven't gone back to that one either. There's... Some stuff I could do, some multiplayer stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, overall, it's just it's been yeah, fun. Yeah, I mean, so there's far. there's some good stuff in here. I think Sekiro's the only game that like stands up to a lot of the games that released in other years, like as like a great like what makes this year great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have. There's still a lot of year left. There's there about is. half a year left. And there, there's just a, a lot of heavy hitters coming out, mm-hmm. so I think this will definitely change. Yeah, and there, there's stuff I've missed, too. Like, I haven't actually had the time to go back into uh, Elder Scrolls Online elsewhere. Um, and, yeah, yeah. I, and that, that's something I'd like to do before the end of the year. A game that I want to get around to, um, hopefully this summer, is uh, just Devil May Cry 5. Looks very good. I want to play that. Yeah, that's another one I haven't played. I'm trying to think of... What else has come out that I haven't got around to? There's a few smaller games as well. Ape out. Mm. Ape out. Yeah. <laughs> that just, looks just goofy stuff. That looks good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's gonna do it for us this week. 
Uh, as always, you can contact us via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler at Plugged on Vids. Uh, give us ratings, reviews. I know it's not iTunes anymore. It's uh, Apple Podcasts is the new thing they're doing because yeah. they want to separate everything out. Um, but yeah, whatever podcast app you use, give us ratings. It helps. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Hopefully more stuff happens. Uh, I can't imagine like there being too much new stuff in the way of games. Like I, I'm just going to continue playing what I'm playing. I'm probably going to play a little bit more Bloodstained. Um, but yeah, and there's just not much happening at the moment. Right. Agreed. I'm kind of like, yeah, there's not a whole lot out or coming out um, for a little while, but I'm enjoying this slower time. Mm -hmm. Honestly, very very much needed in order to just catch up on some stuff. Yep. Alrighty, we'll catch you all next week. Until then, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Ba-da-ba-ba! Ba-da-ba-ba!